welcome back to another episode of CQP Moments. As always, I am your host, the Coupon Queen Pen. Guys, I have an awesome guest today by the name of Carla Bass, and she is just going to blow your mind. So, let's take a moment out, and I'll be right back with Carla. So guys, like I was saying, I am here with Carla Bass, and she has a book out that will help you change your life. You guys have been asking about writers and how to get to become an author. Well, Carla's going to help us do that. So Carla, would you please introduce yourself to my listeners? Yes. CQP, thank you for having me on your show. And, and hello, everybody. Um, I'm Carla D. Bass. I'm a retired Air Force colonel. I spent uh, 30 years out there serving our country, and then I've, I still work for the federal government. Uh, what I bring to the fight and what I want to share with you today is, is the way to write powerfully. That propelled my career. It enabled, enabled me to propel the career of just countless, of pe- countless people over 30 years. And, and if you can learn how to write like this, you can actually change your life. That's one of my battle cries is that powerful writing changes lives because it opens doors to opportunity that otherwise would be closed. Wow. Well, one, thank you for your service and thank you for what you're continuing to do. Um, and I, I totally agree. Writing actually does help. So what made you say, okay, I am going to write a book, but not only write a book, but make sure that I am definitely helping others. It's I had, I had a, a life changing experience when I was a Lieutenant Colonel I was a squadron commander in Hawaii, and and what that means to your non-military listeners is I was in charge of a unit of 480 super talented young men and women. When I arrived on station there, the 324th Intelligence Squadron was the most losing unit in the entire state for professional quarterly and annual awards. And this was hurting the careers of many, many deserving, deserving kids. What I learned immediately is they were losing not because they didn't deserve to win. That's a lot of double negatives, and I'm sorry. They were losing because their bosses, although they tried, could not write winning nomination packages. So you could be the sharpest tech, uh, tech sergeant or, or first lieutenant that God ever invented, but your boss can't tell your story, therefore you lose. So. I I spent three days, I sequestered myself for three days in a beach cabin and analyzed my writing because I I knew that I I could do this. Whatever this was, I had it. So I developed a small handbook, developed my writing methodology. I taught my guys how to write and we began sweeping the awards. I mean, we took them all. And then the other units on the island asked me to teach them also, which of course I did. This thing was so popular, I ended up teaching what I called then word sculpting for the next 15 years 
to thousands of people because no one had taught writing like this. And, and it got people advanced promotions, it got awards and decorations, it, it really did change lives. And so my, my recognizing that and then taking this God-given gift and, and putting it in, in a methodology that's fun and easy to understand, I mean, that it's, it's changed so many people, people I don't even know because those whom I taught went out and taught others. That's, that's what started this journey. Wow. Wow. So in other words, the fact that just changing the way, like you said, not the, not your unit themselves had written, but the others around them had written made a world of difference. Completely. I mean, I explain it that, that you could be, if you're competing for a job, you could be the most talented person in that in that pool of competitors but if you can't tell your story in a resume and somebody who is less qualified but better skilled at presenting himself he knows how to write that's the guy that's going to win so you Mm. lose and and ironically the employer loses because he chose someone who is less qualified so so being brilliant uh, that's only half the battle. You think of all all the research that 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 lays on drawing boards because the the person who conceived these brilliant ideas couldn't convince the funders to to invest in it. So it, writing is just hugely important, and that's what I teach. And it's easy to learn how. Wow. Okay. So now. Where, when, when did this journey start? I mean, like we're talking about how it started, but when exactly did this journey start for you? Well, for me, it was, it was 1994 when I was a Lieutenant Colonel and that, that may seem eons ago for some of your younger listeners. Uh, but I, I began that in 94. I, I retired in 2006 and, and then then I hit a crossroads myself because this, this right to influence, this, it was in my soul because I had seen 10 years of what a difference it makes. So I, I thought, okay, Carly, you either translate this, you, you take all of this writing expertise and you put it in the context of, of normal non-military people right. or you flush it. And I could, I could not flush it because, because it does so much good for so many people. So I wrote the first book in 2017. Uh, it's, it's now garnered five national level awards. I taught and still teach workshops now to, to corporations, NGOs, government agencies, even at public libraries. So I, I, the second edition came out in 2019, came out a little bit over a year ago. It has 70, 70 more pages than the first edition. And that's all the material that I had developed for the various workshops on, uh, here's how you write the application for a college essay or the essay for a college application. Here's how you do an elevator speech. Um, Here's how you write a grant submission. All of those workshops that I had taught, I took all that material and incorporated them as new chapters in the second edition. Wow. So in other words, it has evolved over the years. So tremendously the second. Yep. I'm sorry. No problem. Um, So now you started doing the webinars. Now, how 
how did you realize that, in other words, this didn't just need to be a book, this needed to be something that, because you, 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 you realized that this needed to be out to the masses, but how did you realize that, you know, you couldn't just leave it in book form? Oh, that was easy. That was easy. That's one of the first things I realized back in my Lieutenant Colonel Hood days. So I, I, I took the, the analysis that I did during the three days of sequestration. I turned it into like, a, it was about an, an 18 page, a tactical handbook. I mean, this is, this was not published per se, but I, I made scads of copies of this thing. And, and the first person to whom I handed this book it was like I heard this clear bell that said, Carla, all they're going to do, they're going to put this little book on a table, they're going to put a cup of coffee on it, and you will not have accomplished your objective. So it was from the very first day that that little tactical handbook uh, was issued that I realized I needed, I needed to walk them through it. So I turned it into a one-hour workshop, and then it just soared. And then uh, I, I taught, and I, oh, I taught so many people there in Hawaii. And then consequently, that little, that little, that little handbook, that went global. It went to places that I had never, I've never been. Other units copied them by the thousands and sent them to their units worldwide. But, but you, you can hand a book, and that helps. But it's so much more effective if you can, if you can convey it, if you can show them, if you can tell them, if you can teach them. And so I do that now by, by webinars, since we can't do workshops right now, by webinars, by individual counseling. Um, you know, on my webpage, I've got all sorts of, of various options where I can help you. Uh, I have a master class where I will share with you everything that I've, I've learned um, that's a tad more expensive, but, but you can't just say, here's a book, go teach yourself. It, that's, it's a start, but it helps if, if someone walks you through it. Oh, speaking of that book, though, it, it contains 200 exercises with wow. a before, after, and analysis so that you can actually, you can actually practice this thing as, as you're working your way through it. You can see how, how, what you, how you would fix this broken sentence compares to what the answer is, and then you see the analysis on how we transform that ugly pig's ear into the pretty silk purse. Wow, that is awesome. So what is the youngest age that can use this book? I would say high school. Um, junior high school, junior and seniors. But the beauty of it is that it applies, it applies from junior and senior high school all the way to a person who's mid-level in the employment in the employment area already it, it 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 applies to everybody there's something for everyone in there nice and it's not just it's, it's not it's not a ground i mean it it talks to you in, in there i talk in terms of rumpelstiltskin goldilocks mary poppins garden gates hard-boiled eggs it it talks to you like a normal person with a sense of humor Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So you're not just like, you know, there's a comma splice, just deal with it, fix it. This is how you fix it. Oh, oh God. <laughs> now, when I, when I joined the Air Force, I followed my father. He was Air Force also. He offered me as a, as a second lieutenant three pieces of advice. The first was uh, stay focused on the job. Don't get caught up in, in office politics. You know, put the blinders on, focus on the job. 
The second was always, always take care of your people, which is what I was doing when I wrote this, this whole thing back in, back in Hawaii, is taking care of my people. And the third was always keep your sense of humor. So right to influence and what I do is all wrapped up in A, taking care of people, and I do it with a sense of humor. That is awesome. That is really, really awesome. So, okay. Now, what made you say, okay, this was it. It had to be short. It had to be sweet. You know, it wasn't something where you were pretty much writing war and peace, making sure that everything was covered from soup to nuts. Um, you mean the content of the book? Right. Why, why, why did you make sure that it was a short read as opposed to, you know, there are so many textbooks out there showing everyone how to write, but what made you say, okay, you know what, even just adding the 70 pages was like, you know, it's just 70 pages. It's not something where you're, you're reading something where it's 200, 300 pages. Okay, well, the, it, it all centers on the methodology. So let me explain that real quickly. If, if you can, and anyone listening, imagine, imagine an inverted triangle, you know, an upside down triangle. My whole approach is the first thing you have to do is strategize your message. You have to, whether it's a cover letter for a resume or a contract bid, or you're trying to get that, that grant or a scholarship, you start with the big picture. What's the big message you're trying to communicate? And, and so the first part of the book talks about here are the things that you do to strategize your message. And then you need to come down to the pointy end of the triangle. That's where you get to part two of the book, and that's the word sculpting tools. That's where you take a look at your draft and, and imagine that you are a real sculptor in Paris and you've got the beret and the chisel and you're looking at this big chunk of granite because you're a master sculptor you know the image that's in the granite so you go chisel 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 and all the the, the remnants the rubble falls on the floor there's your statue well with part two of the book the word sculpting tools it does the same thing there are 10 tools that sentence by sentence you go through your draft and you apply them and when you're done you've gotten rid of all the fluff all the useless words all the redundancies and you've got a hard hitting solid message and because you've gotten rid of all of that stuff then you've gained more space to be able to keep making your point so that's the essence of of my my writing methodology so so part one is the strategies part two is the word sculpting part three is okay here's how you apply it to the resumes, to presentations, to elevator speeches, to daily applications that people need so badly. And then part four are the 200 exercises. So I, I wrote just enough to convey what I needed to convey. Um, and, you know, again, you don't, you, you just, you hit the mark, you get it done and, and that's all. Wow. And, and, and I like that, that it's super concise. It's not, you know, something that's hitting you with like okay this is where because a lot of times I think especially with textbooks people get lost and this is why things become very abstract now can someone utilize this to help them write let's say a resume and they haven't been in the workforce in years 
Yes. It, it tells you, it tells you, the, um, you, you well, the answer is, the short answer is yes. Um, something else that the second edition has is, I call them the Baker's Dozen collection. Baker, you know what Baker's Dozen is? Well, maybe some people don't. Baker's Dozen is, it means 13, 13 items. Right, yeah. Um, and so, okay, so I have a Baker's Dozen, which is a, a 13, like a, a summary points. There is a Baker's Dozen for, um, for writing a resume, Baker's Dozen for cover letter, Baker's Dozen for strategizing your job interview, uh, Baker's Dozen for the post interview thank you note. Um, um, so yes, uh, even if you've been out of the workforce, there, there's messages in there and here's, here's, how, here's what you do. For a, a resume, for example, the, the first thing you need to do is, is homework is go, go learn everything you can about the company that you're targeting and then tailor your resume to that particular employer. And what you, what you must do is, is write it from the employer's perspective. The message you wanna give is, here's how I can help you. Here's how you can, you can benefit from hiring me. So, so everything you write, you need to focus on the recipient. And that applies not just for resumes, but, but everything. Look at it from the, the receiver's perspective and write from that angle. Now, before I forget to mention, um, recognizing how, how desperate some people are now because of this horrible COVID-19 experience where we're all um, stuck in, Right. Um, on my website, uh, writetoinfluence.net, I just finished three free ebooks. The first is called Write to Win a Standout Resume. The second is Write to Win um, uh, a performance, uh, performance, performance Review. And the third is Write to Win a Grant Submission. So that's, that's taken all of my writing techniques and principles and all of the experience that I've uh, accumulated over the years and laser focused it on those three on those three subject areas um, so uh, and that you know I'm, I'm out there trying to help as much as I can whomever I can whether I know them or not right so those three ebooks are are on my right influence page Okay, well, guys, you know, she's just like, Carla doesn't know it, but she's speaking our secret language. She put the word out there, guys. They're free. Keep telling people I am fluent in English, Spanish, sarcasm, and free. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> you speak about the baker's dozen why 13 points as opposed to let's say three because we always hear you know you have an intro a body and and a conclusion so why what why 13 points as opposed to just three or five or you know any other number um three or five that those are too few when i'm when i'm trying to to communicate to people, here are here are tips to help you in, in those various subject areas. I had more to offer than just three, five, or seven. So so and, and I chose 13 because one, I like that number. And two, it's it's a little everyone talks dozen. So one of the keys in, in successful communication is figuring out how you can set yourself apart from everybody else to stand out just a little bit differently. 
So that's why I went Baker's dozen. Everyone talks 12, everyone talks 10. But when's the last time you heard anyone talk about Baker's dozen? Here's 13 yeah. tips. So that, that's, those are the reasons that I went for 13. Most of, it was, most of it was driven by the content. There was so much that I wanted to share, so many things I could impart that uh, I had to go for 12 and then I went for the Baker's dozen just to be different. Wow. Okay. Now, what, how can, how can people, okay, I know you have the website, but how can they sign up? Just like, is this for anyone? Do they have to take one? Is there any prerequisite to take one class to go to the other? Because I know you also have a master class. Uh, no, the, uh, the master class is, it's everything that I can offer, you know, 40 years worth of experience and successful career advice there. Um, you can, you can um, sign up for a variety of the webinars. Um, uh, you, can, you can get a private consultation with me it, and all of that stuff is laid out on the website. So private consultation, uh, sign me up for webinars. I just gave a great one to McCormick and Company. Uh, they asked me to speak on on resumes, so I did that. Um, uh, I gave one to a group of public librarians here who were interested in how they can learn how to write grants, because even even our public libraries are, are financially constrained right now. So there's, I think I've got oh 10 or 12 different variations of the uh, the subjects on which I can speak. Um, so just uh, you know, just sign me up, and I'll come talk to your group. Or if you want individual counseling, you know, just click the button, and I can do that also. Nice, nice. So, question: When a person comes to you, let's even say just for private consultation, what is one of the first things you do? I mean, are they should they be expecting you know their grammar Nazi like we see on Facebook? Should they be expecting you know what they get when they read your book? What should they be expecting? to to when they first meet you well when when they first meet me what what i what i'd like them to do for me is is tell me who you are and how can i help so so describe to me wh where your need is if you have a hole in the dike what where's the hole in the dike and then i'll figure out how it is what i have that i can that i can help you solve that particular issue um, are you are you concerned about a job interview? You don't know how to do a job interview. Well, darn, I can I can I can walk you through that. I, I tell people here's how you strategize before you even walk in the door to a job interview. Here's how you can actually control the conversation instead of just passively responding. So what I what I expect from I don't expect what I hope to receive from people is is describe to me where it hurts. And then, then I'll help you. Nice, nice. So, okay. And for signing up a group, is is there a minimum? Is there a maximum? How how would they go about signing up a group? I mean, I know it makes it easier now, like you said, because it's webinars and you're not necessarily going to people. But what should they be expecting? Is like I said, is there a minimum or a maximum? Nope, there's no, no minimum, no maximum. If, if someone is inviting me into a group as a speaker, then I'm, I'm presuming that they have the, they have the, the electronic forum, you know, the, the web setup 
that, that they would contact all of the attendees and give them that particular link so that when they when they connect with me like you and I connected you know I, I, I come in and and then I could do the, the slide share and you know they would turn it over to me and, and I'd conduct the webinar but one or a hundred you know it doesn't make any difference so guys understand she's making herself accessible to everyone wow i i love this i really really love this and i love the fact that you know you're keeping it light you're keeping it concise so okay now i see that you have been doing you know doing the webinars for a very long time are you expecting to expand to anything more than just these particular webinars? I mean, what do you, what do you see, you know, Carla D. Bass doing for writing in the future? Um, uh, two things popped to mind immediately. Uh, first is, is I, I periodically write articles and, and, and these aren't paid, these are just, you know, just to keep my name out there and, and to keep helping folks. If, you're, if your listeners go to my website under the, the, the banner on the top that says free tips, click that and that takes you to all of my podcasts, my TV interviews, my radio interviews, there's a whole slew of those that I've done. But even more importantly, is under the drop down box there's there's a word that says articles so the articles that i've written and have been published by uh, business to community youngupstarts.com recruiter.com um, on topics of the thank you notes the job interviews all these things we've been discussing um there's so that's basically a virtual library of more information that i've published so to answer your question is, is I continue to write articles and, and get them out there. My next big project, though, um, is, is developing a web-based class, and that's a big project. Um, but I'm trying to put certain aspects of right to influence and, and these, these media applications into a, a class, a web-based class that you can actually uh, work your way through at your own leisure. So I'm about halfway through developing one of those. Wow. So in other words, you're really putting yourself out there for the next budding authors. Yes. Oh, and something else I do. This is fun. One of the other webinars I've got, I've, I've given several of them now. It's Right to Influence Applied to Writers of Fiction. Um, I, I did a really great article uh, called Spin That Captivating Tale. And uh, a wonderful woman by the name of C.S.Lakin, L-A-K-I-N, posted it on her blog. And as a result of that blog post, I gave a, a webinar to a group of fiction authors out in California. But, but and in that particular um, product, I, I give examples of here's squishy fat writing. You know, I, I'm time constrained too. So if I'm gonna read a book, I want it to be well written. So I apply the, the right to influence the word sculpting tools to what I consider not such great writing. And I show how you can transform a fat, boring paragraph into one that's concise and snazzy and crisp. And then I give all sorts of very good examples and I, and I, I cite the, the authors for whom, you know, the, the, the good writers, um, Daniel Silva, Diana Gabaldon or two that just popped to mind because these people 
those those authors in particular they paint with words like Michelangelo painted with oil. Uh, they're just friggin' brilliant. And so on the fiction world, they they uh, typify exactly what I'm trying to say when I say make every word count. Um, one, one other thing I want to share with your readers, the whole essence of writing powerfully, every author, whether you're fact or fiction, you're constrained by two things. One, you're constrained by time. Everybody is busy. You're right. busy. Everybody listening here is busy. So every time you communicate, whether it's writing a phone call or email, whatever, you're interrupting somebody. So you must say what you're going to say and get off the stage. And the second thing that constrains you is space. So whether you're trying to, to write concisely for a web page, or if you're filling out a government form where it's actually demarcated, you have a little box, uh, and, and that's the amount of space you're authorized. So the person who best leverages time and space wins. So that's yeah. the essence of of right to influence is is yeah. is how to make the reader's time play to your advantage and you do it by strategizing the message and making every word count and kids don't get this in school anymore no no and and i love the way you said that it's like you know say what you have to say and get off the stage and i think unfortunately mm -hmm. i hate to say it but i think social media has kind of given us leeway to kind of keep talking, you know, <laughs> so we don't have to get that move along because you kind of can keep saying it and saying it and saying it until people either block you or unfriend you. Um, <laughs> but in other words, I love that. I love that analogy. So, oh my gosh. Well, you know, you, you have to, you have to consider the audience when, what I, what, what I'm preaching here is if you are hard after, if you're pursuing a goal, not just chit-chatting on social media, but if you have a goal in mind, if you have an objective, whether it's selling your product or getting that, that entrance to the college or whatever it is, if you have an objective to succeed, you must be concise, you must be precise. And the thing is, if you're unemployed now, uh, organizations out there are they are struggling they are earnestly seeking people with this ability to write because academia doesn't produce them anymore so if if you can learn how to write to influence practice it and then submit a writing sample with your resume i'm telling you there are so many jobs out there for marketing for strategic communications call it what you will there are scads of openings out there but most of them say submit a written sample. So, you know, I'm telling this to my son, learn, learn how to write, kid. And, uh, and, and the door's open for you because you stand out from the crowd because uh, so few people are able to, to wield the written word like that anymore. So true, so true. Oh my gosh. So, Carla, can you please tell everyone where they can find your amazing resources, your book, your eBooks, you know, your everything, and even how to sign up for one of your webinars? Sure. The, the, the website, again, is www.writewrite.com. 
to to influence.net, right to influence.net. And you can email me at Carla, C A R L A, at right to influence.net. Um, everything, I, I just completely overhauled the web page, so everything is there. Um, you know, the, the, the various webinars, the, the different options, just click, 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 click. It's, it's all there. Uh, the three free ebooks are there as well. Um, the book itself is, is online, Barnes and Nobles, Amazon, anywhere you can get it online. It's, it's in many libraries. Matter of fact, I debuted the, uh, the, the second edition at the, um, at the American Library Association's convention in DC. Oh my God, was that fun. I had an author, in fact, I had three author signings. The books are going like hotcakes. Uh, that was, yeah, that was just a tremendous amount of fun. Wow, that is awesome. That is really awesome. Wow. So Carla, it has been amazing having you. And oh my gosh, I, I, I think I may sign up for one of your, one of your webinars myself. Um, oh my gosh. So guys, definitely check out her website. And if you need to email her and guys, remember, she already said, keep it concise. So don't go babbling on forever. <laughs> um, <laughs> all of her information will be in the show notes so you won't miss anything. But again, thank you, Carla, so much. Thank you, QCP. You were a doll. Didn't I tell you guys that she was just awesome? Oh my gosh. Make sure you are checking out everything she has to offer and all of her information will be in the show notes so you will not miss a thing again thank you so much carla and guys as always be good to yourselves be good to each other and happy shopping hey everyone it's angelica from a little bit of everything with me podcast and you're listening to cqp moments with the Coupon Queen Pen. Don't forget to like and subscribe and rate her podcast.